0: Yes, sir, it's your girl, Raya X, with her latest science discoveries. So today we have alien hunters discover mysterious signal from Proxima Centauri. Strange radio transmissions appear to be coming from our nearest star system. Now scientists are trying to work out what what it is sending them it's never aliens until it is today news leaked in the british newspaper the guardian of a mysterious signal coming from the closest star to our own proxima centauri a star too dim to see from earth with the naked eye that is nevertheless a cosmic stones throw away at just 4.2 light years found this in autumn in archival data gathered last year the signal appears to Emanate from the direction of our neighboring star and cannot yet be dismissed as Earth based interference, raising the very faint prospect that it is a transmission from some form of advanced extraterrestrial. Intelligence, a so called techno signature. Now, speaking to Scientific American, the scientists behind the discovery caution there is still much work to be done, but admit the interest is justified. It has some particular properties that caused it to pass many of our checks, and we cannot yet explain it, says Andrew Simon from University of California, Berkeley. Wow. Most curiously, it occupies a very narrow Band of a radio spectrum, 982 megahertz specifically, which is a region, a region typically bereft of transmissions from human-made satellites and spacecraft. We don't know of any natural way to compress electromagnetic energy into a single bin of frequency, such as this one, Simon says. Perhaps, he says, some as yet unknown exotic quirk of plasma physics could be a natural explanation for the tantalinksly Lingsley concentrated radio waves, but for the moment, the only source that we know of it, technological. The detection was made by a hundred million project called Breakthrough Listen, led by Simon and funded by tech billionaire Yuri Milner under the umbrella of Milner's Breakthrough Initiatives. The goal of this multi-year endeavor, which began in 2015 with a star-studded announcement attended by Stephen Hawking and other space science luma- luminaries. is to buy observing time on radio telescopes around the world to search the skies for evidence of technological civilizations. Wow. That pursuit, of course, is more commonly known as the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which is abbreviated by SETI. To date, no such evidence has con inclusively been found despite more than a half century of modest but steady SETI activity with any potential signals almost always ruled out as in originating from satellites orbiting earth or other human caused interference that's very interesting that's very interesting if you guys want to go ahead and take a look at this article I found it on scientificamerican.com and the article is called Alien Hunters Discover Mysterious Signal from Proxima Centauri. But let's get on to our next topic. This one seems a little interesting because it goes back to many years and years ago. It actually goes back to the late um, 15th century that Aztecs constructed this tower of hundreds of human skulls. Wow, this is crazy. So it says archaeologists excavating a famed Aztec Tower of skulls in Mexico City have uncovered a new section featuring 119 human skulls. The find brings the total number of skulls featured in the late 15th century structure known as Huey Tussam to more than 600 reports. Holly Silverman for CNN. The tower, first discovered five years ago by archaeologists with Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History, is believed to be one of the seven that once stood in the Aztec capital, capital of Tenochtitlan. Sh- it's located near the ruins of the Templo Mayor, a 14th and 15th century religious center dedicated to the war god, Q. Zillow Pochley and the rain god Tlock. Found in the eastern section of the tower, the new skulls include at least three children's craniums. Ooh, that's horrible. Archaeologists identify the remains based on their size and the development of their teeth. Researchers have previously thought that the skulls in the structure belonged to defeated Baal warriors, but recent analysis suggests that some belong to women and children as were reported in 2017. Although we cannot determine how many of these individuals were warriors, perhaps some were captives destined for sacrificial ceremony, ceremonies, says archaeologist Barrera Rodriguez, in an INAH statement, we do know we do know that they were all made sacred. That is, they were turned into gifts for the gods, or even personifications of the deities themselves, for which they were dressed and treated as such. As Jay Weston Fifin wrote for the Atlantic in 2017, the Aztecs displayed victims' skulls in smaller racks around the Teotlteotlín Ch- before. Transferring them to the larger Huey Psalm Pantley structure. Bonded together with lime, the bones were organized into a large inner circle that raised and widened in a succession of rings. Ooh. That's pretty interesting, but let's keep going. It says, while the tower may seem grisly to modern eyes, I-N-A-H notes the Mesoamericans viewed the ritual sacrifice that produced it as a means of keeping the gods alive and preventing the destruction of the universe. The vision incomprehensible to our belief system makes the Huey Psalm Pantley a building of life rather than death. The statement says archaeologists say the tower, which measures approximately 16.4 feet in diameter, was built in three stages, likely dating to the time of the Tlatoani government between 1486 and 1502. Uh, Zol- Zoltli, the eighth king of the Aztecs, led the empire in conquering, conquering parts of the modern day Guatemala, as well as areas along the Gulf of Mexico. During this reign, the Aztec territory reached in its largest size yet, with Teclochitlin also growing si- significantly, a uh, Ahuzahtl built the great temple of Mal- Malnauco, <laughs> added a new adequate to serve the city and instituted a strong bureaucracy bureaucracy accounts describe the sacrifice of as many as twenty thousand prisoners of war during during the dedication of the new temple in 1487 though the number is disputed So it says Spanish conquistadors Hernan Cortez, Bernal Diaz, Del Castillo, and Andres de Tapia described the Aztec skull rack in writings about their conquest of the region. As J. Francisco de Anda Corral reported for El Economista in 2017. My bad, I'm fucking choked. (laughs) And de Tapia asked the Aztecs placed tens of thousands of skulls on a very large theater made of lime and stone. Ooh, that's, wow, that's fucking dope. Like, how the fuck did they do that? On a very large theater, Oh my bad. And on the steps of it were many heads of the dead, stuck in the lime with the teeth facing outward. Per the statement, Spanish invaders and their indigenous allies destroyed parts of the towers when they occupied Tenochtitlan in the 1500s, scattering the structure's fragments across the area. Researchers first discovered the macabre. Hold hold on, y'all. Let me like this real quick look the stinky stink! Stinky stink! Okay, so it says: when they were restoring building, cons- the building constructed on the site of Acid Capital, according to BBC News, the cylindrical rack of skulls is located near the Metropolitan Cathedral which was built over the ruins of the Templo Mayor between the 16th and 19th century. At every step, the Templo Mayor continues to surprise us, says Mexican Culture Minister Alejandra Fostro. In the statement, the Huey is without a doubt one of the most impressive archaeological finds in our country in recent years it actually y'all is actually pretty fucking dope and scary at the same time it's actually it's crazy to me how they could make that shit like that but um if you guys want to go ahead and take a look at this article it is called smithsonianmag.com you and the title is, The Aztecs Constructed This Tower Out of Hundreds of Human Skulls. That shit's fucking crazy. But honestly, I got some more for y'all. Check this out. So, I thought this would pretty much pique everyone's interest. So, this is what I have found. So, what's the biggest group of animals ever recorded on Earth? Wow. Ain't no telling, but I'm gonna go ahead and read this and find out. It says in early 2020, ornithologist Noah Stryker found himself walking among several thousands of chin strapped penguins on Elephant Island, a remote blip of snow covered rock just off the Antarctic Peninsula. He was there to carry out a census of the island's penguin colony, which hadn't been properly surveyed since 1970. I'll never forget the sight, sound, and smell. Joke Striker, a graduate student at Stony Brook University in New York, as well as a professional birdwatcher and author, the survey that he and his colleagues eventually produced revealed the chinstrap penguins numbered are in decline. But despite this, this species actually Actually forms the biggest colony of penguins on earth oh wow gathering in the millions in some an- antarctic locations but counting these animals doesn't daunt striker who has actually developed something of a hobby for this task it started a few years ago when he found himself pondering how many starlings were contained in the magical murmurations that these birds form and which swell and undulate across the evening sky in many parts of the world they are quite beautiful it almost looks like smoke Stryker told live science and it just gets you wondering how many of them are there the answer he discovered was that there are roughly one million in the average of murmuration, all soaring and swooping in unison. The discovery spurred Stryker on to answer an even more ambitious question, beyond birds, what's the biggest group of animals ever recorded on earth? answering this question takes us to some very interesting places back in the past up into the sky down into the ocean and sweeping across desert plains it offers magnificent proof of the abundance of animal life on earth but it also points to humanity's role in reducing and unexpectedly unexpectedly increasing it too oh shit but um It's crazy y'all Like I'm really just trying to get to the To the bottom of this And trying to figure out Like what is the biggest group of animals And so Apparently Insects that's fucking crazy. I didn't even know that. But that's pretty interesting. If you guys want to go ahead and take take a look at this um, article, it's on Live Science. And the article is called, What's the Biggest Group of Animals Ever Recorded on Earth? But I also have one more interesting one for you guys. This is the last one. And then I'm going to leave you guys the hell alone for the rest of your day. But check this out. So it says lost artifact from Great Pyramid was just found in a cigar tin in Scotland. Why the fuck would it be in a cigar cigar tin? So let's check this out. It says an artifact that was taken from Egypt's Great Pyramid of Giza, which is not the only pyramid, in 1872 was missing for 70 years until it was recently discovered in a cigar box at the University of Aberdeen Museums in Scotland. Curatorial assistant Abir Aladaini was reviewing objects in storage in the museum's Asia collection at the end of 2019, when she found a small box that looked out of place, in part because its lid was decorated with a motif of the former Egyptian flag. University representatives said in a statement Inside the box was a five inch long piece of cedar Now in several pieces The humble looking wood fragment Is one of the only three objects Ever to have been removed from the queen's chamber And the reason it being is because Over the years When you mummify someone The toxins that come from their body Can nearly kill you so, it is thought to have been placed in a tomb when the structure was built about 4,500 years ago and may be part of a tool that was used to erect the massive pyramid, according to the statement. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let's see what else we got going on. So, it says it's so that. So, come to find out it was older than expected so it says collections she cross-referenced in with museum records for objects from egypt she quickly realized that it was the long missing wooden artifact once i looked into the numbers in our egypt re- egypt records i instantly knew what it was and that it had effectively been hidden in plain sight in the wrong collection Ela dani said in a statement i'm an archaeologist and have worked on digs and egypt but i never imagined it would be here in northeast scotland that i'd find something to impo- so important to the heritage of my own country carbon dating of the wood revealed another surprise it dated to around 300 and- 3,341 B.C. to 3094 B.C. preceding Khufu's reign and the Great Pyramid's construction by about 500 years and making the object even older than we had imagined. Neil Curtis, head of the museums and special collections at the University of Aberdeen, said in the statement wow that's that's pretty interesting but last but not least it says this may be because the date relates to the age of the wood maybe from the century of the long-lived tree curtis said alternatively it could be because of the rarity of the trees in ancient egypt which meant that the wood was scarce treasured and recycled or cared for over many years the fragments age suggests that the original wooden object and its companion relics from the tomb were likely placed inside the pyramid at the time of its construction and weren't left thereby explorers for a later era it will now be for scholars to debate its use and whether it was deliberately deposited and as happened later during the new kingdom when pharaohs tried to emphasize continuity with the past by having antiquities buried with them curtis said in the statement well, that's fucking interesting. If you guys want to go ahead and check out that article, you can find it on Live Science. Again, it's your girl Raya X tuning in to the Raya X show. Catch y'all mother truckers later. Hey!